welcome everybody back to the South Congress Fan by Fan Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 3 of CW's The Flash. I am Cameron Hawkins, and I am joined by Travis Bryant. Travis, how's it going, man? What up, Cam? What up, audience? Alright, so um, we have a pretty good show to talk about. Um, there a lot happened in the show. There were a lot of moving pieces. Um, a lot of story got progressed um, actually a few different storylines and relationships um we'll definitely get into that when we spoke uh yesterday um after watching the show to put a you know to put a time on this so it's frozen in time now um there were a few other things going on kind of related to this show specifically so i did want to discuss those things um i do want to say again to put a time on the show happy back to the future day sir oh absolutely thank you and happy back to the future day to you and everyone listening uh, around the world that's crazy a movie comes out you know 30 years ago and you know projects all the stuff from the future some of which did actually happen but we're finally at that day to where tomorrow the entire movie's in the past that's right and yeah. and 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 when you look back on it and especially especially now but even in the 90s uh when you go man that's a really 80s idea of what the future what oh, the yeah. future is going to be like when you saw movies in the 90s of the future there was a very 90s kind of like kind of uh, feel to it like the, like this the grunge of demolition like not like i'm thinking like demolition man i'm thinking judge dread like what i think judge dread i think like the big the strong yes yeah. kind of like this gritty kind of we all live in like kurt cobain seattle with robots it's kind of how, like, every future world was projected, like, with the 90s stuff. Robots then, got so overplayed. Yeah. Robots and artificial intelligence. Like, we just thought everything was going to be automated. I mean, you know, it kind of is, and, and it's living in it, and slow progress getting to it probably seems a little uh, different to me, but it definitely, uh, it definitely, uh, Damn it, my cat came over here and made me lose my train of thought. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, just a very 80s kind of feel. Back to the Future 2 had. And just just watching it. It's on. It's been on all day, and it'll be on mm. probably all week. Uh, it's just it's still such a good movie, either way. Yeah, and I actually got through, um, I watched the first one you know, today, and it's funny. That's, um, you know, that came out in 85, but I was born in 85. So the one I have the most familiarity with is part two. Sort of like me with Indiana Jones, Temple of, Temple of Doom, which was three by then, I think. I know. Uh, it was the second one. Last Crusade was, was the okay. third one. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so that's, that's, that's 84. I was, you know, a little kid. Mm-hmm. And it was just an amazing movie. It still is. So yeah. And two is still, you know, I didn't see one till years later. And so, like, going back and seeing two, I'm like, oh, that's what it's referencing. Like, the stuff kind of comes back. But, yeah, um, I'm probably going to get through part two, to, I don't know, maybe later tonight. Uh, I, I, I think I've seen three more, just bulk. I've seen three more times than I've seen one and two. Because they – and, and that's all in the last five, eight years – because it's always on. They 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 play the tr- they'll play them back to back to back. But I always seem to catch uh, two and three, and always three. And it's yeah. one of those movies that no matter what, I I, I watch it. I oh, it's just so it. fun. 
Yeah. Like, it's just fun. Like, the shooting gallery is one of my favorite things. What's uh, that? What's that? Engine right, Nikkei. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just like, and then um, have you seen A Million Ways to Die in the West? N- no. Okay, so it's a uh, Seth Rogen movie. Not Seth Rogen. Um, Seth McFarlane. Seth McFarlane. I'm sorry. Yeah, and they actually have a drawback to uh, Back to the Future Three. That's pretty nice. cool. Like Doc has a DeLorean, and he hides it from him. It's pretty cool. And the Christopher Lloyd has been old since we were kids, so he can still play that same age. So there's nothing really lost there. But yeah, um, so I don't know if you heard, uh, Michael J. Fox actually got his pair of automatic lacing Air Mags today. So they actually made a pair for him? That, they, well, they, they made a pair for him, and then they're coming out officially next year. I thought they came out like two years ago. Well, they ago, did, but that was... just some regular, not, you know, obviously. Yeah. Auto it was an auto lacing. That's the thing. Like there were sneakers that looked like that, but they're actually coming out spring of next year. So get your money right. Jeez. Yeah, right. What's funny about the aesthetic you talk about, like of course, you look at like Marty's pants and jeans and stuff when they go to the future, and they're still like super form fitting. And then the '90s happened, and nobody's jeans were form fitting. And now it's 2015, and everybody's jeans are form-fitting again. <laughs> Even, like me, like my jeans in the 90s and 2000s were not form-fitting. Now, they're s- slim. I, mean, I wouldn't say form-fitting, but they're definitely yeah. not what they were. No, I lived through, through Jinkos and Carl Kanai jeans and Results jeans. So, yeah, it's <laughs> somehow, like, I wish somebody made a movie in, like, two about how clothes are going to look in the future because it probably would have been how Soldier Boy dressed in like oh seven. Well, Idiocracy came out in oh five, so you can kind of that was five hundred years. You know, well, well that's a yeah, and that's like totally making show. fun of everything that's going on. So yeah. that's you know, yeah, you can. super slapstick. So okay, another thing I wanted to talk about, and it's this has a lot to do with our show. So, um, you know, it's no secret to me and everybody else I know, you're not the biggest Star Wars fan. Um, I am, you know, I like it. I've seen all the movies because, you know, my stepdad was a big sci-fi buff, which is probably, you know, part of the reason the show is happening now. Um, so there was a campaign, I say loosely, across social media, particularly Twitter, about boycotting the new Star Wars movie because the lead character was black. Well, because it promotes white genocide. Well, yeah, that was. Wish I could pull up all those tweets. Yeah, white genocide. It's not uh, soft. It's because yeah. it promotes white genocide. Yeah, we want to want to get rid of all white people. Which is absurd. It's not absurd in the the fact that if I was in the grand scheme of things, like if I was a Caucasian person that cared about the purity of the of the white race. I'd be worried because they're the global minority and you, you know, more, you know, one drop of brown, that person's brown for the right, you know, mm-hmm. you can't, <laughs> white person and a brown person can't make another white person. You need to. Exactly. So anyway, so yes, there is a fear, I guess, if you yeah. care enough to be scared <laughs> that there will, I think, you know, everybody in the future is going to look some shade between you and I, 500 yeah. years. They're going to look like that episode of South Park. To- totally. Exactly. Sure, and I think, you know, one thing that the Flash does, they took a lot of characters who were, you know, who were white in comics and said, no, that's not what they're going to be on our show. We're going to use these people. And not just that. Like, they, of course, they use people of color. 
and they never draw attention to it. These it's not a thing. Just it's exist. just it's dead. Yeah, they just exist in this world. Because that's how Earth is. Yeah, because that's how, you know, rational people are. And, and what's nice is, you know, it's people in positions of power and authority and respect. Like, the interesting thing about Star Wars is, um, you know, you look back on it. The primary characters of color would not necessarily and at least we're talking about the original trilogy like they're not deemed as good at least not outright like lando calrissian is the biggest guy you know he's hands all those friend part-time smuggler creep thief who ends up betraying him but ends up you know coming back you know um you know james earl jones who is the most prominent one was you know just the voice of another character and i say just the voice that's not to belittle him but you know there's not you know, at least in the early goings, and you know, as the show, as the movies kind of progress, you know, things change. But and 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 it's not doing that like super like creepy liberal thing, like and being like shame on them for like mm-hmm. you know what it was you know whatever 1977. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure that would have been the blockbuster. Like just for real, like it Be, yeah, being realistic have about been it. made the money and become the I- iconic trilogy and you know thing if it had a bunch of people of color and and prominent important leads i mean we're still going through that 40 years later yeah and i think you know you look at a thing like um like the matrix i I think yeah the the matrix is really the first big sci-fi franchise to really put a lot of characters of color in the forefront damn i was like and this was in 2009. So this was before, you know, my whole conspiracy stuff. I was like, in two, when they were just, mm-hmm. da- and they had all those dance scenes and like they were like just that's like, who existed in their like, community. Yeah. Like, so this is what they're telling. This is what the future is going to look like. Like this is who su- would survive. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was it was interesting, and they like, uh, accepted and they very were. prominently figured. Yeah, and again, you know, this is a franchise where they wanted Will Smith, and yeah. the pitch was off. So you know, that's how that worked out. And so you know, here's the thing about comics and characters of color: you have a contingent of people. And it's not just people of you know one ethnicity, but a contingent of people who feel like. If this is how the character was drawn originally, this is how the character should stay. But what they don't take into account is, like, the world around you changes. But it's the worst – I think it's – that's the worst genre to say to have that kind of firm like, – Exactly. What are you talking about? You guys for – universes pop up. Oh, it's the this saga. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they came, they came from space. Stop time. And uh, that exists outside of all this just dweeby, nerdy stuff that, you know, comic books and, and stuff have this habit of – you know, like soap operas and making uh, – Sora, sudden – on saw rapid aging syndrome or something mm-hmm. like that with kids like wait that kid was born like three years ago is 12 now you know that kind of that's a mm-hmm. soap opera thing and and comics do that all the time they <laughs> they had four supermen after superman died yeah. there was a black guy a young kid a robot superman like so that's cool well, probably not the black guy, but all those uh, in- incarnations. They did all produce at one a bad Shaq existed. movie. You're they like did get a bad Shaq movie, so yeah. You're, yeah, you're like <laughs> no, nothing. If it was drawn that way, it must stay that yeah. way. Bull crap. And, and kind of the thing that I cling to, like we look at Spider-Man, right? 
Spider-Man is probably worldwide the most well-known superhero because he's you know he's huge in Asia and he's huge here too. They make so much money off those movies, but like if you're making a movie right now today about a teenage kid from Queens, New York, the first thing that pops in your mind is going to be a kid of color. I was about to say like, something Puerto Rican or <laughs> It's funny because you know the um. The current Spider-Man, when I say current, like, you know, Peter Parker still exists, but it's Miles Morales. Oh. It's a half-Hispanic, half-black kid. <laughs> like, from, uh, I think he's from Brooklyn. So, you know, it's... I don't get why that's so threatening. Well... Like, if they made him Asian, I'm not Asian. Or, you know... It, would, it wouldn't bother me. Japanese. Like, there's not a problem I'm not Japanese or Asian. Uh, um, you know, I would be like, oh, cool, Spider-Man's... Japanese dude now. I think there's a fear of, you know, people who grew up loving comics have kids who they want to read comics. And I think it just creates a different conversation than they had with their kids, and they're not ready for that. I guess. Well, yeah, I, I, don't, I guess too. I don't think, I think if it was a conversation, their kids would be like, what are you talking about? Why is this a conversation? Exactly, because, yeah, because, you know. Like you, they'd be like, you need to deal with that, Dad. Yeah, it's something that, Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, um, and it's funny. I feel like this is something that we can get into later on another show and use uh, use bigger words to describe it. That'll probably oh, yeah, come out be, later. Uh, <laughs> more boisterous and, and angry. Yeah, people. exactly, exactly. Yeah. We're not we're taking it easy on you guys early on, but that's coming. Don't worry. All right, so um, let's get to the meat of the conversation. CW's The Flash, Season 2, Episode 3. Now, something that I didn't pick up on last week um, that I did come across in uh, doing some research on the Internet. How many breaches did they find in total, Travis? I want to say 20 or so. 52. Oh, wow. Okay. 52. And Um, I meant to bring this up last week. This is a similar storyline to what they did on Smallville. Mm-hmm. This was how Batista and Kane and um, uh, the, the woman who won the second or third Diva Search. Uh, uh, damn, I can't. Um, blonde. Mm. Anyway, she. They all made it to Smallville because some kind of dimension or some similar thing happened. They were phantoms. It was Phantom Zone, right? They were wraiths. Yeah, they were Phantom Zone. Some kind of wraiths. And I think five or seven of them came through. And it also happened in the middle of the season. Mm. I think so. It wasn't like 52. You can be dealing with this for two seasons. So what's, Um, yeah. Kind of the crux of And then they had the, you know, their typical kind of villain of the week. And Batista Mm -hmm. was one of them. And Kane was one. And the... And the girl, she was she hung out with Matt Hardy and them. Oh, this is um, Kate, not Caitlin, Ashley, Ashley Massaro. Ashley Massaro. Yeah, yeah. Ashley Massaro was on Smallville, and she played. She was. Uh, she might have been in the same episode Kane was in, and they were some underground uh, street fighting tournaments, and you know, with uh, metahuman types, you know, free uh, crypt. What were they called? Krypton freaks or whatever. Kryptonite freaks. Mm-hmm. They didn't use that language in Smallville. But anyway, it was a similar kind of thing. And Clark, for the next six weeks, was dealing with these Phantom Zone raves that that came into. So it's definitely a solid, good, and then Flash has fifty-two of them to deal. Yeah, or, or at least fifty-two breach potential. Yeah, you feel like 
you know, there's going to be a week will pass and he would have closed up seven of them and another week will pass and he got three more. But then we get, you know, the fourth that week, whatever he's dealing with. Um, so 52 breaches kind of alludes to the new 52, which is when DC Comics kind of reset their universes and wait a second you can't reset a universe well things have to be the way it was from the jump written the way it was written you can't go re- yeah you mean like how they had it. superman running around in you know jeans and a t-shirt and both his parents were already dead uh yeah <laughs> you know they not only did they reset the universes but they had 52 total comics you know why they 52 and of course 52 weeks in the year is what it alluded to so there are a few things so it's kind of a drawback to that um the first thing that we see is Barry in his home lab, and he's, you know, he's working on some kind of red formula thing in his, uh, in his, in his beaker. Um, Iris calls him, and she's being shot at by, you know, some guy she was, she was tailing, um, and he tells her to jump out of a window, and, you know, yeah, as she's dodging gunfire. Where are you? I'm in the whatever, such and such building. Uh-huh. Okay. Jump out of a window. Is jump that- out a window. <laughs> what are you Crazy. talking about? Yeah. And he says, do you trust me? And he's able to save her. He, you know, he catches her. And, you know, I was kind of worried about, because, you know, physics matter and things like this. I was like, is she just going to jump? And he's going to wait for her at the bottom and go by fast enough to where it won't hurt? But no, they were smart. They had him run up the building. Right. So, it, you know, it made and, sense. And, and I don't, my thing was, she could have, she just jumped out like a parachute. Like she was jumping out of a plane, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> I, was, I was like, she could have made it a little easier on him if she'd have jumped out, kind of like, like in the sit down position, like yeah. to, like catch him over the threshold that position. I don't know. She can kind of skate down the building, yeah. But it, I'm sure it had something to do with like the ropes and stuff for the stunt. Yeah, like how they, you know, it's a, it's the CW man. Come on. It was, it, was, it was well done. I'm no, yeah, it was definitely well produced. Um, you know, what she said was she had a lead on a real estate scam, and that's what she was staking out. Um, what they find Apparently, out is... It's a, it was a huge story she broke. Mm-hmm. And, and they get to that a bit later, because she ends up getting some... Uh, she ends up getting, you know, uh, applauded for that, and ends up making the front page. They say the largest breach that they have is the one at Star Labs. And then we go to it, and it's this big, giant wormhole thing. Um, they think that that's actually the bridge back to Jay's Earth, which they're referring to as Earth 2. Um, Barry actually tries to go through it because they say he may be able to go fast enough um, to be able to stay, but he's thrown back as soon as he goes through. Um, so they definitely have to you know, find a way to get through it. And I'm not sure if it's here a bit later that they talk about building the, uh, the speed cannon in order to make that work. Yeah, which is not what it ended up being. I was like, oh, it's not a, not a canon, per se. Like, he was like an actual, like, King Arthur time or Lord of the Rings, like, canon. And then and, and fire something through that thing? No, it was just kind of an acoustic-looking setup. Yeah. We get uh, Joe at a bar. Uh, his ex-Francine actually tracks him down. And we find out he actually tried to pay her to walk away and he tried to give her money not to come back around and her thing is you know iris being and they don't say it outright you know iris being the age she's in they get to it a bit later you know her dealing with this crisis a bit around her and she wants to be back in her life you know she talks about 
him or her losing Eddie and you know it being a traumatic experience and she thinks like you know this is something significant enough for her to actually want to come back around um and he's you know is full-on doesn't want to deal with it doesn't want to talk to her which is you know completely understandable and we get more details about that later it's been at least 20 years 22 years or so yeah yeah and then you know you get the full story on it and you're like oh well that's (laughs) that's why he didn't want her around because she had issues and those issues eventually like really do come to a head um speaking of relationships uh barry actually sees patty at the coffee shop so now they're they're bumping into each other now she's, yeah she's uh, she's like again first episode she was in i was like yo she, she's hot you're like she's okay and then they're you know they're showing her more and more and it's like yeah, right she's, she's not in her uniform yeah her coffee shop her hair is down they had her little she got a little young little bubble going like, yeah okay oh, <laughs> like, yeah wow. she's, she's got it together and she, does. And she plays her part i mean the, and her and, and barry together are just yeah and she's just you know, because she is, like, kind of like the female him, at least so far that we, we know, as far as, like, kind of nervous and, and 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 well-intentioned. Like, he's so earnest, and and, and she seems to be at that level of uh, of honesty and, and yeah. to do the right thing. And they it's seem funny. really good together. I, I tell you and our buddy Josh about these terrible shows you all watch that I don't find appealing, and I do actually find myself a little drawn to New Girl. Okay. Like, that's actually kind of, because they're, you know, late 20-something, early 30-something people yeah. trying to figure their way out, and it's all awkward relationship figuring out talk. And so, like, that's, you know, that's appealing. Like, I've, you know, been there. I see people going through that. And so this kind of, you know, plays on that. It's fun to watch their relationship kind of develop because, again, this is somebody who appreciates him outside of being the Flash. And he's not used to that kind of attention. And so it's him, you know, trying to rationalize that when, of course, like, his feelings are elsewhere. Not just with Iris, but also with, you know, the, the pressures of being a superhero. Um... Caitlin actually called to check on Professor Stein because remember the last episode he actually collapsed. Yeah, in the first scene when or in the scene earlier with the wormhole or with the the breach in the facility at Star Labs, he was there and Caitlin was kind of, why are you still why are you running around or walking around and you just passed out and blah blah blah, and he's like I'm fine I'm fine and you know that kind of thing. So he was there. He had some kind of. Uh, you like a sling on or something, right? Like a, like a, like a, it, it, it almost looked like an oxygen thing. Like that's what the sling was to mm. hold like some kind of something. And she said his blood, blood pressure was like bottomed out. Like, and no, and then he draw to it. He was like, that's only slightly above somebody my age. Oh. So he's like, he's like, he said this. So like he's trying to, he's trying to rationalize, you know, like she should just kind of leave him alone. Um, and who pops up? Lisa Snart, the Golden Glider, she shows up, and Cisco, you know, who is again trying to rationalize his feelings, he's an attitude like immediately. Um, and yes, he should. And, yeah, and, well, yeah, because she's you know she hasn't treated him super great. Um, she wants the Flash's help. Um, she assumes that her brother Captain Cold was kidnapped, um, and then she was knocked out. 
Cisco was smart enough to put um, a tracker on the gun. Like basically, they can read the uh, was it the a heat sensor in the cold some gun? Of, some kind of thermal output. Yeah, 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 thermal output. There you go. Um, he's able to track the gun. Barry goes to the location, and it's just cold, like in an office setting, and he seems to be fine. And he's just like rifling through like some yeah. bannocks or something. Um, him and Barry have a short conversation, and Barry fr- or he freezes Barry course uh and it's funny we were talking about this in our group as the show was going on like even though he has these lightning fast reflections which he which he ends up showing a bit later um you know there's still that level of trust that he has with starting i say trust like they're you know they're uh not necessarily enemies and frenemies isn't the right word they're begrudging allies is what i guess you can say because they have that relationship where, you know, there's a truce there. And so as long as he's not doing, as long as he's not killing people, like, they're kind of okay with each other. kind of lets him be. Um, so he freezes them, and then his dad actually shows. And so you get the first glimpse of who they start referring to as Colonel Cold. You familiar with that actor's name? No, but he's in a bunch of crap. He's always, he's there. always like, POS, military, yep. uh, do-it-my-way guy in every movie. Like, yes. I feel like he was in, like... Not Independence Day, but something along those lines. But he's always he's like playing a, he's that like guy. A, he's like a fake Jack Nicholson. Nicholson in, uh, in A Few Good Men. Yeah, that's exactly what. But he's even like. though a fake Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men, still pretty. No, and he, no, and yeah, not to uh, like discredit him. He's always good at POS, uh, my rules army guy. I've never seen him play that role terrible. Like he's always good at that. Um, Cisco actually remotely heats Flash's uniform, which again, like it's one of those things about having a team. You know, there's a certain level of control they have from Star Labs. It's good to have scientists on your side because they're able to heat the uniform from where he is and get him out of that predicament, you know, so he's not stuck. He doesn't end up, you know, catching hypothermia or whatever's going to happen in that situation. Uh, Do you – I'm not sure I buy that he's able to be like – That he could actually be frozen to death? Frozen like that. I mean, not even to death, just – not at all, but that he would you know, be stuck that long. Like just, just run. What do you do? What? Yeah, what? just vibrate. Yeah, right. <laughs> just, it's, 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 it's ice is gonna. It's again, it's not as good as a quick heat thing. Yeah, but, but it's, it's like just, no, just start moving really quick, and you should be able to take care of this. Again, these are things you feel like you know in his now second year of superheroism like he'll develop right, because that he was just standing there kind of oh, it's cold oh it's cold I'm like well get out of it yeah just start shaking so, yeah snart and colonel just roll out they dipped uh, wait yeah. for wait for uh wait for cisco to turn up the heat which again it's just yeah that team and the science the technology behind the team is is really amazing. Yeah. I mean, the stuff they do that that suit is able to do, and that's the upgraded suit. So I don't think yeah. last year's suit would have even been able. No, to it would have been somebody would have had to come get him. Right. With a, with a heat lamp, they would have put him under <laughs> the heat lamps. Um. So they tell Golden Glider that her brother was with her dad, and she immediately doesn't believe it. Um. She starts talking about physical abuse, and you know, again, we've had people die on this show the last couple of weeks. So you don't necessarily know where she's going because when they start talking abuse, like I'm assuming abuse, abuse at first. I'm like, no, that can't be it. But then she ends up showing, you know, a scar saying he was hitting her with like bottles and stuff when she was seven years old. She said, then you realize a 
a, a fist hurts a lot less than a bottle. Uh-huh. It's like, oof. That's... Yeah. Yeah. able to bottle by your dick, when you were when you were a, like a child, child, yeah. Um, she lets Cisco know about that and explains that basically her and her brother grew up together, and her direct quote was, "If he's with my dad, he's in serious trouble." Uh, Joe goes to check in on Iris, and that's when he finds out that the story about the uh, real estate scam is actually going to be on the cover, so. You feel like he's about to maybe lay that information on her about her mom or is at least, you know, contemplating it. But, you know, again, he sees how well off she's doing and he doesn't want to do anything to stunt that. Which you understand, again, it's that's that's a rough relationship. Like, put another wrench in her. It's been six months since she lost her fiancé. Right. Yeah, so. And she found out her best friend uh, is... I mean, it's good, but it's still a yeah. jarring, shocking revelation that her best friend for the last 20 years is is a superhero guy. Yeah. It's the Flash, the guy that she's been infa- was infatuated with the entire first yeah. season. And he's in love with her, and she doesn't reciprocate at this point. Mm-hmm. There's just, yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, Barry goes to confront Cole. So they meet in that, that one bar pool hall that they're always at whenever they're together. Um, he asks him why he's working with his dad. Um, and he basically, you know, he tries to deflect the conversation. He tells him if he gets involved, he's going to give away a secret. And Barry at this point is like, I don't care. Like, I, I, if, you, if you kill somebody, I'm going to take you down. Like, it's just, and which you kind of like. You don't want him always, you know, having he that crutch. He cannot be. Then he's, then he's feckless and worthless. Yeah. Yeah, you you absolutely he has to stand up to that. Um, and I thought it was funny that Cold left him with the bill, because Cold always seems to leave Barry with the bill. So so, my man John Keats uh, Keating hits me up on Twitter, and he hates Captain Cold because he heard this show or maybe talked about it a little on the East Coast cast. Uh, and he's like, man, I hate Captain Cold and it's stupid. Uh, puns and the way he talks this always leaves me cold <laughs> hey Cameron you need to chill yeah. so and then he did he did it without the cold pun but he did it during this conversation he's like you're eating fries and you're talking to another grown man you don't need the dramatic pauses but like, he does but he does <laughs> again like i told you from the jump was like, he like flashes in break like, uh, yeah, he, he has these are flashes rogues this is how they are they're they're core balls like except and then but then you get to again the zooms and the reverse flashes who want to kill everything and everybody who go through time ruining people's lives and then you appreciate these guys more because speaking of, speaking of zoom did you see in the yeah i saw your video Okay, in the previously ons of him getting away him. from the so, uh, yeah, like he was just gone, like it didn't, like you don't know if it was going to pull him in or not, but he had the power to get away that, and get away fast. Point, yeah, he was not phased by it. Mm-hmm. Like, and again, I think that's gonna draw to like his powers being from a different source, like you know, being able to actually stop time and slow time and manipulate it may have something to do with you know that not having the same right. He may have some. It, can, it might come out. He's got some weird time bubble around mm-hmm. him at all. You know, some kind of some overly weird sciencey kind of jargon they'll try to throw in there. We're gonna find out his shoes are just really heavy. 
I wear an extra pair of socks to prevent things like this from happening. Uh, so Joe uh, tells Barry that he's been lying about Francine all along. You know, he lets her know that you know she wasn't dead; she just went away, um, or had to go away. Which again, him and Iris have that conversation more in detail later. Uh, Barry draws some parallels between Iris and Francine and the relationship with the Snart family. Uh, Barry says to tell Iris and to trust her judgment. Um, you know, he says he thinks it's something that she can handle. And there's a reason Joe goes to Barry. If anybody knows her better than him, it's going to be Barry. So, you know, that's that's whose advice he took, and that's, you know, who he should go with. Um, so Cold listens to his dad's plan. Um he doesn't want any casualties because again well at least at this point what you understand is he's doing that so that he doesn't so the flash doesn't have to play his hand right you know which is the idea we get at this point uh the other guy they have working for him who is i guess their electronics guy ends up mouthing off which was which was i mean even for a bad guy it wasn't too bad it it was the most over-the-top reaction yeah he's because because Snart has a point to his dad. I know how to get past the lasers. Don't worry about it. I got I it. I know how to get past the lasers. And then Buddy freaks out. That gun is the only thing you know how. But it wasn't a reason to blow his head off. I think that was just, it was done for to show the audience and, and or to show Snart that he wasn't... Uh, that he wasn't messing around and he could do the same. You know, we didn't know about his, at this point about the sister mm-hmm. with her, the connection with her directly. Um, but to show the audience and to show Snart, like, don't just just do what I say. Yeah. But again, now you need an entirely new tech guy. You need a third of your operation now. It wasn't worth it. I, but again, he's. But it had to. He had. Yeah. Barry, had this, to be able to, this is what we, but we, but we needed to progress the story exactly. So, Danville Meat Packers. Does that mean anything to you? Dan, Danville, Virginia. Well, this Danville? is the thing. Is that's the uh, the company uh, that had the truck where they found oh, yeah, the, the body. Pig on it. I, I got it frozen yeah. right here. Um, always fresh. <laughs> Uh, Danville Meatpacking. No, why did? Are you are you just wondering? Well, if what I'm saying is, yeah, because I don't know if there were any um, like any allusions to that. Family owned since 1982. No, and I think it's it's somewhere like I think it's a is a place in Central City, but I'm not familiar with like that specific uh, what that specific place in DC. So maybe that'll come up later. Um, so Patty's here in the first scene. She's the one that finds the victim. And, again, you know, her being kind of a nerd, being into things like uh, forensic science, she actually says, because they're talking about, you know, this head being blown off, and Joe asks her if she, like, stepped on any of the evidence, and she said, if I stepped on an ear, I'd be hearing things. Yeah. That was, like, I enjoyed that, because it plays to her character. I was like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. They ID the guy, uh, finally. They realize he is an associate of Snart. Well, when they, they they first they do they're looking at the wound at his at his neck and shoulders, and she's like, "Does obviously it's too jagged for something to be uh, for something to have sliced through him, sliced his head off, 
and there's pieces of his head and face all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then Barry's like, oh, oh, oh. So he does a quick test with some machines and a little, little chemistry, I guess, dab here. And uh, thermite. Turned out it was thermite, and they uh, they realized, oh, his head was blown off, literally. Mm-hmm. What a way to go. I mean, it, it probably doesn't hurt too bad. Do you remember the movie? Was Rutger Hauer in it when they were? It was like a jail, and you were paired up. It was like an open jail, it wasn't fences, and you lived relatively comfortably. You know, as far as like being not being confined in a little tiny little cell, and there weren't gates and towers with snipers and and, and guards and stuff. Um, but you had these co- these metal cot like dog collars. And you were paired with someone else. You didn't know who the other person was. So if you tried to escape or you left the, the boundaries or whatever, both of you guys' heads would, <laughs> would blow your heads off. <laughs> I believe the movie you're referring to is called Wedlock. Wedlock? Yeah. Like marriage? Wedlock? I think so. Is that it? I don't know. We're talking like 91, 92... Cinemax, Showtime, late night kind of, or cable. No, yeah, we are talking about uh, uh, Deadlock. Maybe. Deadlock. Rutger Hauer. I mean, when was the last time he was. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it's just, yeah. Your head's gone. And so, you know, that, that actually comes into play later. And it's just like, it's one thing to, I guess, beat your kids up and hit them with bottles and things like that. It's another one to put a bomb in your kid's head. In it? Like, like, yeah, like, inside your head. And did they ever explain how they put them in? No. Okay. No. This is like you're sleeping. I slipped it in when you weren't looking. And, and you don't even... And it's, it's got to be some kind of really, like, non-invasive way. Yeah, there's no there's no stitches. Nobody's, like, itching the back of their head saying, how did they get there? Yeah. Uh, so Barry su- uh, suspects that his sister, um, that Captain Cold's sister, is actually being threatened. So this is an idea he produces himself. Um, we do get another scene with Caitlin and Jay. Um, one thing you find out is that Big Belly Burger does exist on Earth, too. So that that's something that has some continuity. And also... When he talked about the particle accelerator Mm -hmm. that gave him his powers. Exactly. There was a similar event on Earth 2. I mean, almost down to, you know, I mean, down to the event. And we get to it later, but does that mean that the the wells that we're seeing is is from Earth 2? Or is that our wells that exist outside of time? Kind of. Or throwing that kind of. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm confused but intrigued. I mean, it's yeah. not so out of, out of, out of left field where I'm just totally like this. No way. But I'm just, uh, but I'm still intrigued. Like, hmm, what is going to be the explanation for this? Because we'll get to it. But episode, this episode three ended just like episode two. Mm-hmm. Just like in, in what I'm, and by just like I mean not just like, but. But with the same with a similar type of cliffhanger, it's like, where is this going? Yeah. Um, he does say that he's adjusting to being normal. This is Jay, and that he misses the rush of being the Flash, which is natural. Like you used he's to. He's had you know, six months of, of of 
getting used to it. Not that in six months you'd be totally okay. True. But now he's in an environment yes. where he's around. He can talk about it. Yeah, he's around yeah. metahumans again. Like he's around a guy who has the exact same powers he does. Right, and other scientists and other mm-hmm. people who he can just talk about it with. Mm-hmm. So six months when he's when they were like, "Why didn't you come and find us when you first got here?" And he's like, "Man." I, you know, he was basically keeping it, everything close to the vest, mm-hmm. staying in the shadows, not sure what was going on. And it basically took him six months to kind of piece things together. And yep. We saw him following Barian in the first episode. Caitlin tells him that he can still be useful. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily, you don't have to have superpowers to be a superhero because, you know, they've been, like we talked about with Cisco with the suit and tracking the gun and things like that, they've been doing things to take down metahumans, you know, on sometimes a level or a level above of what Barry's done. So they're, in effect, superheroes at this point, the way they're, you know, keeping Central City safe from all these threats. Um, so he asks Caitlin to help him with the speed cannon. And so, you know, they, you know, off off screen for most of the episode are kind of working on that. When when these kinds of things happen, I often wonder. It's like when I watch. Yeah, I always talk about my days of our lives, like or just TV, period. Like no one's ever charging their phone. No. Right. Right. No one ever has to stop. Like, oh, let me grab it off the ta- off the charger. Oh, so no one's ever. Where are they getting these materials? I mean, we never. We could see like a shipment coming in the Star Labs of like some plexiglass and some PVC. I don't know. Whatever or take something is. out of a box. Right. Here's a satellite. <laughs> I need Amazon to show up. And take, <laughs> take something out of a box. But yeah, it just all exists. So, like it's all sitting in a corner. It all happens. So I mean, so much of it. Ha- I've only thought about it because so mm-hmm. much that entire storyline. On yes, on last night's episode, happened off screen. Yeah, and there's no way I thought that they were gonna have that done this episode. No, no, no. That's gonna take more it's, time. It's it's the it's the it's a breach. It's they just discovered it, and you know they gotta boop half hour in. Look what we built out of some. You know we were in the kitchen. It was some leftover Tupperware, some forks, and some, <laughs> some bread tw- t- twisty ties. You know we hooked this. Like what? Yeah. Uh, we find out that Golden Glider does have a bomb in her as well, and that's the reason Cold is helping him. So now we have like the entire motivation set up to us. Uh, Joe goes to Iris and tells her what happened with her mom. And, you know, fill in the parts that I'm missing here. Basically, they got a call um, at the precinct that someone's mother had OD'd. They look up the number, and it's from joe's house they get there as iris is near the stove by an open flame and they get there just in time to save her basically um and this was a long list and an incident to save her from doing what like i assume like touching the flame um the open flame you know eventually catching fire like i'm assuming putting her hand on it or walking into it okay yeah yeah i was confused by it I think there's a way to say, you know, there's a different way to say I mean, left the stove should, on she, and smoke started filling up the house. Right. Like there's she, a way to say that. The whole just bleh, kind of just touching everything, or was she like six? Who knows? Kind of better. Yeah, I think they did say like she was like three. 
Like she was, okay. but but you know, three calling the wolf. Actually, you know, nine one one is probably in your head when you're three. But you know, and they also made it seem like this wasn't the first time. No, exactly. And they said that he said this is like one thing in a long list of times where this has happened with her, where she's had you know. That's why I could. Uh, I was about, that's why I thought is this not is she, is he not is Iris not Joe's like biological mm. daughter? That's why where I thought they were going with it, but. Nope, he was just a cop getting a call at his yeah. own house. And now then, he showed up, and this little girl was in such a such a situation that he had to take her out of it. Yeah, I'm gonna raise her as my own. Like, mm. damn, Joe, you can't just like isn't there systems in place? Like, cops just can't do this. Yeah, just just pick but, up okay. the kid. That w- it would have been like the equivalent of Jim Gordon adopting Bruce Wayne, Who's and then getting filthy rich. That would have been cool. Well, because in a lot of, uh, depending on who's telling the story of Batman, Jim Gordon is the officer that either finds Bruce Wayne or the officer that he sees when he goes to the precinct and has to answer questions. Okay. Yeah. Right. And we get my favorite Jesse L. Martin character, Glass-Eyed Jesse oh, L. Martin. It was way more and than Glass-Eyed. I mean, well, man, of course it starts, it starts with the Glass-Eyed, but you it's full <laughs> pouty tears running down his face. Face quivering lip, and he's just—he's so good at it. (laughs) Yeah, he was—he was. Iris did a good job too because I—you're sitting on the edge of your seat, like, is she gonna? I was so prepared for three or four episodes of pouty, Mm -hmm. of pouty Iris. uh, You know, I don't know if I can forgive you, Dad. You you know, you—you could have just told me. She said. And she, because she saw his reaction, how mm-hmm. how it tore him up, and and how when he's telling her, and he's again killing it, mm-hmm. and emotionally, and, and she takes his hand, and she's like, "It's all good. I understand. You did what you had to do to keep me safe." Yeah, because just the way he played it, you couldn't interpret it as him being selfish. Had a, she had a good life. He's a good decision maker. She's mm-hmm. like, mm, he probably had a reason for yeah for. I mean, the first story she tells him is about <laughs> OD mom yeah. passing out and whatever, and the cops and this yeah. and that stuff. Yeah. And this is, and again, like him being, because like, it's not like he said he was a rookie cop at this time. Like he's seeing broken families, he's seeing what happens to kids of you know criminals. Like he's, you know, he's all a part of that. So he's like, and again, he also talks about how not just why he did it for her, but also how. This happened very, um, like, around the time about what happened with Barry. Like, Barry was later, but still, like, he right. sees... Right, he said, and then Barry came mm-hmm. into our lives. It was just a lot going on. Like, it was never going to be the right time. Like, her showing back up <laughs> made it, made it the necessary time. Right. I think she was she was more like six or eight. Okay, because, again, we have to, she has to be able to call and... Yeah. Okay, um, so... They start... Like, it opens here on the fourth segment with them, you know, about to try to extract the bomb from Golden Glider. And Cisco steps in. He's like, no, like, slow down. Like, we no, have to. So, so Barry and Caitlin, I guess, have this, like, it's super, like, electromagnetic like, or magnet, big giant magnet held up to her neck. And it's like, oh, maybe we can get it magnetized and extract it that way. He, Cisco walks in and is like, get that magnet away from her neck right now. And then he explains, you know, it's the way it's designed, and the thing can explode through magnetism or 
exposure to uh, to oxygen. So, so right there, you're like, well, how are they going to get this thing out? Like, even if they like, open up her neck in some safe way, it's going to like, blow what up. is the right soon, way? Yeah. As soon as it's, uh, as soon as it's exposed to air. Yeah. Like, it's supposed to blow up, yeah. So, Barry's plan is to infiltrate the cold crew. Because he's like, well, you know, even though we're trying to disable this, like, we, I still have to make sure we stop these guys. Um... He pops up and he's like, "I'm Sam." Is <laughs> the name that he gives him. It, 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 it's mm, it just was so. It's too easy. tidy. Yeah, it was so easy. He's like, "I'm going to show," and I know he's like, "Well, Snark's not going to help me." Yeah. But how the colonel didn't go? Where'd you meet this guy from? How mm-hmm. do you know where to show up? When? Like, I've been with you. You know, I'm sure Colonel's keeping a pretty close eye mm-hmm. on, on Captain in there. He's like, I don't remember meeting with this guy. Yeah. Anybody. Who's this? And I mean, he's able to. He's like, he's able to show his knowledge right away, which I'm sure helped. Barry played it perfectly. Mm-hmm. He played it like as as if he'd been in the CIA. Yeah. Years. And it was, and he was a little cocky when he did it too. Like it was, it was very yeah, well done. Bounce, little, little bounce in his step. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Action, like, eh, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be here, and that's really all. Uh, all it is is just you. You just need to, you know, know you belong here. No idea. Exactly. Question: If you're walking around like, uh, I don't know if I should be here. People are like, hey, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Snart is reluctant to agree, um, and I think it doesn't just have to do with his sister. I think he also knows his dad, and you know, like he again, him and Fred, him and Flash are in some sense of the term friends like they they get along fairly and they stay out I mean, of each other's way each but other's yeah at least they, one they, yeah so you know he doesn't want him involved because he he saw his dad blow a guy's head off for a misstep so you know even though he knows flash has powers like he's you know he, he's aware that this can happen so they go into the office as janitors and their badges are not working. And so, you well, they see... Well, into the building. Yeah, it's like yeah. a big sky, the office building at night. They're the cleaning crew. And, and they have armed guards. Yeah, security's the, watching the football game like they're having a conversation. Yeah. The badges don't work. And then Colonel Code is reaching for that gun. <laughs> he lifts up, like, some towels or something, and he reaches for the gun, and Barry's able to think quick. And convince them to let him in before. Like, hey, pal, you want a yeah. bunch of clogged up, overflowing toilets? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. want to get yelled at? So Colonel Cold. Um, so they get yeah. through. Yeah, so they get through. He doesn't have to kill him. Um, Colonel and Captain argue a little bit um, about the the guards that they weren't prepared for. As they have their backs turned, he's able to go up. Um, incapacitate the guards and then get back before Colonel Cole realizes. So again, more casualties that don't have to happen. Um so it's funny, I'm talking about D C stuff. Um in the latest Batman game, they have a thing where you have to input like sequences on a keypad, right? What Batman does is because he doesn't know the combination, he's able to find some video and even though the guy had his back to the screen he's able to like reverse the footage and find out what the code is and he gets it well flash isn't 
you know, he doesn't have, well, even though in this incarnation he has a lot of resources, he's not, you know, Batman who has to use things like that. So he just types in thousands of combinations until he finally gets the right one. I couldn't believe it. I was like, that was the plan all along. Yeah. Just <laughs> Which on, like, most high-tech security systems, put that thing in wrong, like, three times, three and times. it's a wrap. <laughs> That's all you get. It's like, nope. Gonna set everything off, but yeah, he's able to, <laughs> to try enough combinations to actually get in. And once he's in, um, of course, Colonel Cole takes a shot at him. And you're automatically thinking, you know, he's fine. Because, again, you know, you, you suspend as much disbelief as you can. Yeah, I thought he got shot and was going to recover quick, is what I thought was going to happen. But, like, you know, you, you look down at the TV and you're like, oh, we still have, you know, about 15 minutes left in the show. He's fine. So, um, they actually show you a flashback. Again, hate saying Flash on the show. They show you a flashback, and he actually catches the bullet before it hits him. Like, I would have thought, you know, get out the way, let the bullet go by. But again, you know, if the bullet goes by, you hear it hit something. So, yeah, it makes sense. Um, Cisco produces, like, this, uh, gosh, what movie is that? Uh, You seen, uh, you saw Prometheus, right? Yeah. You, You didn't sound excited about seeing Prometheus. I thought it was a piece of crap. And Jared Michael convinced me to watch this video. On why it wasn't? Why, yeah, why Prometheus isn't a terrible piece of garbage like you think it is. Like, first off, the fact that this video has to, to exist. Um, and I was yeah. like, okay. And then I also, I down, when I downloaded it, when I downloaded the movie, it was someone put in the deleted scenes in the movie. Not as a separate thing, and you just go and watch these. Yeah, but they they filled in the blanks. All out of context, mm-hmm. they filled, they edited into their version, and you knew it was different quality, uh, but it made the movie way cooler. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm still not a huge fan. The fact that she just gave herself a, a, an alien abortion, no one cared. She was then able to basically do like calisthenics for the rest of the movie after like yeah. slicing her stomach wide open and they're like oh but she gave herself the shots and a numbing agent and like okay yeah, well it's funny because cut her like, abdomen yeah. wall open and spilled a monster out of it that's actually what i'm drawing attention to because it kind of reminds me of prometheus the uh the gun that cisco had to kind of suck out the bomb that was more like a Matrix thing when they had him in the first Matrix in the back of the... You know what? That's what I'm thinking of, too. I'm not thinking Prometheus. I'm thinking Matrix. Yeah, when they got him laid down, they, they pull his shirt up. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. You're right. Yeah. It's real. You know, he's still confused. Yeah. And it's like a, like a, a cyber squid that they snatch out of him. Yeah. So these things are kind of happening at the same time as he's about to use the gun and Flash is also trying to stop Colonel Cold. Right. Um, the, the alarm go off, goes off because Snart froze the laser beams, the last hurdle uh, last hurdle to the safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry opened one. Cold Captain got him through the lasers by freezing the lasers and just walking through it. And the Colonel had uh, had about two or three minutes to get in the, in the safe and get the what were those jewels? Coins? Yeah, like rings or yeah. Uh, to get the the, the, the goods and then uh, get out. But Barry showed up as they were trying to leave, and uh, they had a bit of a standoff. Mm-hmm. He tells um, and he's got the, he's got Cisco and those guys in his in his ear, so he knows that they're trying. Yeah, the standoff. He's trying to wait till they take care of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take care of a bomb. 
so yeah colonel cold tells captain cold to shoot and he hesitates um once the bomb is out and he gets notification of that he freezes his dad he says your sister's safe Mm -hmm. and turn it turn that gun on his dad boy but but he had the moment though yeah you're working with the flesh Mm -hmm. and then Zap, freeze, whatever. And then, and, and you know, I say freeze, like I'm assuming, like he's freezing him, so we can send him to jail. Nope, we got this concentrated freeze, freeze, uh, sickle through your heart. Yep. Like, yeah. And, okay. and of course, he's got to, he's got to speak in puns. Uh-huh. I don't think it was any ridiculous pauses. He broke my like, sister's heart. Only sister's fair heart. I break his. Yeah. <laughs> Only so fair I break his. And Flash asked him why, you know, and. It, it's bad. Like, what else was he supposed to do, though? Yeah, but another man, another another episode, another, season two, another straight. Death. Well, which is only actually two deaths because Edge didn't die. Adam Smash is alive, but yeah, you're just not gonna say anything. No, I mean, because <laughs> no. I was. I'm not sure. If I'm gonna <laughs> no, he's face. dead. I said no, he's dead. <laughs> there were three for three on on villain deaths this season on the Flash. As Arrow gets lighter, Flash has to get darker. Like people are dying now. Um, to finish it off, uh, end of the episode here. Um, we are in Iron Heights. Um, we're we're in the uh, prison glass. Uh, phone through the glass. Put your hand up on mine, so I can say I'm gonna get out one day. It's uh, it's Captain Cole and it's Barry, and they're talking. And you know, Flash tells them that there's good in him, and the retort is great. He's just like, what does being a hero pay? Like, I'm, I'm still about my paper. I still want, like, the, the, right? the, the good things in life. I want you to understand, like, but... Like, yeah. first off, like, Barry, you've got, a, you know, you're probably making 75 grand a year. You're doing all right. At, at, at 26. Uh, and you have a ridiculous side job that you don't, that mm-hmm. is taken care of. Like, all and the- no kids. And no kids. <laughs> yeah, and like, no kids. Everything's. I mean, besides yeah. just putting your life on the line and everything, but everything's all good with your life, pal. This guy was. Look how he lived. You just met his dad. That, yeah. that, that's how he grew up. You think there's some good in him? Yeah, like, it's deep in there. You better. You think yeah. a season and a third, uh, you know, a couple episodes is going to. Like yeah, having a having a code of honor and having good in you are kind of different things, and you know. Again, like we talking about them saving each other's lives, like he just saved his sister's life. What am I gonna do? Kill you? Like when I'm gonna take a shot at you? Like no, we're we're good for right now. Yeah. And um, you know, he says, "Hey, I'll be out soon." And so Barry goes to talk to Joe, and he's like, "Yeah," because um, Joe asked him if he thinks he's gonna change, and he says, "We're gonna send him to the metahuman wing just in case," which I I think is a sign of respect. One, but yeah. They're going to put him with the metahumans. They're not going to put him in, like, in gen pop. But he you know. also said, like, yeah, basically this place isn't going to hold me. And yeah, I'll see, yeah. see not, you real soon. Exactly. Because like, he, he knows. Because, you know, he's that's his principal non-lethal antagonist, I guess. Like, this is the guy we need around, you know. Um. So Barry sees Patty once again. Slides in that phone so, number. Slides in that phone number. This was so adorable, yeah. gamer. I cannot describe it as anything but yeah. totes adorbs. Because she's like <laughs> she, she lights even, up the yeah. freaking screen. I does. can't hold it 
back anymore. Yeah. I love Patty Smivet. She lit that thing up, and they were just so cute. Like, oh, uh, here's my number. Oh, oh, yeah. what I'm going to call you uh, for police. Where, yeah. Ugh. Oh, Barry. And it's like, come on, Barry, throw her a friggin' lifeline. Yeah, come on, man. Like, she's on, drowning. Man. You just played the crap out of her. Ugh. Please, Barry, throw her a bone, a lifeline. Don't. Oh, he just, yeah, he played her, and she was like, yeah, I got to yeah. go. Yeah, I'm out. But still keep this. But still keep this number though. Yeah, yeah. I forgot my coffee. Let me get that. <laughs> and you know, you go outside to you know the other, you know, awkward guy, hot girl relationship, which is Cisco and uh, and Golden Glider. And he, you know, she's on her motorcycle like he's trying to play it cool. Her golden motorcycle. Of course, like he's trying to play it cool and with his coffee, like mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, girl, whatever, girl. And she kisses him. And he's all. She kisses him. Yeah, and that's, it was. It wasn't like it wasn't like she leans in. You're like maybe she's gonna get him on the cheek. He was like, no, that's legit. And she says, I think you might be my first actual friend. And so you know that's that's something that's gonna continue. You know as things go as things go on. And you wonder when his powers manifest, like how that's gonna affect their relationship. But yeah, that's something we'll have to wait and see. Um, again, the speed cannon is done in over the course of maybe two days. Like maybe, <laughs> and, and, and I'm looking at it again now, and I'm watching it. It looks like awesome. Like it's not like some thrown together no. makeshift like speak in it. Like how? Who is welding these things? There's no, there's no soldering irons. Like I haven't seen a wrench. Like there's nothing. It's just like everything's Legos. They just they just hook the pieces together. Like these are basically um what is it? It's like uh IKEA furniture. Like, yeah, all you yeah, need is kinda an yeah. Allen wrench and you have enough time. But I got this you've seen my T V stand. That thing took me seven hours to put together. <laughs> and they put and they put Yeah, and they're putting together whole like plasma powered cannons. Still, um, CFL quark material. CFL quark material. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, we know how to make that. Yeah, what? We got that. Got that on deck. Uh, Caitlin appeals for Jay to stay because he was like, "I'm out of here." And first, I saw him leaving was a bad idea right away. Yeah, because like, I'm like, "You just gonna run back in there normal?" So Zoom yeah. can run up on you, like, and maybe he assumes his powers are gonna come back, but. I don't know, like, it's Jill. But he agrees to stay until they've actually taken care of, like, Zoom's well, presence. Well, you're totally underplaying it, Cam. I mean, you, we went from we went from Spivet and Barry mm. to Caitlin, or to Golden Glider and, and Cisco, Cisco mm. and then to another awkward, and this time, he, they had an audience. Oh, like, no, and she's, and yeah, and, and it's she funny. She didn't care. Normally, nope. she's, like, self-conscious. Because mm-hmm. Iris caught her that first time, like, last episode. And right. She's like, oh, would you chill? She's basically like, she's making a full stay, appeal. Yeah, Jay, I don't want you to leave. We yeah. can find a place for you here. And yes. She's finding legit, but every excuse to keep him to make sure he didn't leave. Very sure true. He leave. And he's mm-hmm. like, okay. And then then Cisco shows up and it's like, hey, it's done. And we use CFL quark material and look mm-hmm. at that. You want to do the honors? And and did Professor Stein throw his like little whatever sling into the like, he picked up something and threw it in. And it stayed. And to show that... It, yeah, that it did work. Absorb mm-hmm. it. And 
and uh, they're happy, and and then Stein flips out. And it's bad this time. Like it was bad the first time, but it's really bad this time. Yeah. Um. So he like flames blue for a second, and they're like, like, what is going on? Like seizes up. He did flame red, and then the uh-huh. stained flame was blue, and his yeah. eyes blacked over like Uncle Charles, y'all. Uh, it was, it was, it was I miss crazy. my uncle Charles, y'all. It's and, a bone thugs he, reference, 2015. It's fantastic. And then he, uh, and then he came back. The flames disappeared. His eyes kind of stayed, you know, blacked mm-hmm. open. And then he fell to the ground. Everybody kind of rushed to him and to see if he was okay. And that's how the show ended, mm-hmm. sort of. <laughs> but then we back. get that we get yeah. that uh, last page hidden panel of you know the speed cannon later. And Wells, Thawne, question mark, walks through it. So he's in Earth-1 now, you assume. Yep. Oof. And so, you know, that's... It's weird. When we get the previews for next week, week's episode, which is, again, like, Stein... It's a Stein Firestorm story. And you get yeah. this new kid who they think is compatible for it. So it doesn't say, Wells came through, what are we going to do? So you assume he kind of... Went through and got jumped. out of there. Yeah. yeah. Or like, yeah, he's somewhere Learned. hidden, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, and again, it's it's really soon on them to play for that. They're setting up, you know, a new, at least from the previews, like we're going to have a new um, a new team member, a new hero, somebody to work with. Um, yeah. So they have to, it seems like they have to find someone genetically that, that works. And that that works. matches, yeah, so that they can keep him alive, exactly. Because I, and I'm just like, like, well, what the heck is in it for... For yeah, the, he's like, because you get this gig come in, he's like a mechanic, like he's, you know, he's working a regular job, he's like, why do I want a part of this? Right. But yeah, so, it, what'll be interesting, again, Ronnie was, wasn't oh, Ronnie oh, like... and he's, and he's black, so I uh, will be resigning from this podcast. Cause okay, because that's an issue, yeah, we, well, of, uh, if there's anything we have to maintain, it's historical integrity, <laughs> and so I understand. Um... Yeah, you know what's going to be different about this guy is, you know, even Jay Garrick from Earth Two is a scientist. Ronnie was, what is it like a military guy who ended up working there at Star Labs? Star I don't Zero remember Labs? Ronnie's. Uh, okay, you know, he but he, he does have an affiliation. Yeah, he's like a pilot or something. Like he has some type of affiliation with what they do. And this kid seems to be a mechanic, you know, like a regular regular guy. And so it'll be interesting. Right, yeah. Ronnie definitely was a science. Dude, mm-hmm. I mean, he was able to run and lock himself in the thing and stabilize mm-hmm. the the thing initially. That's why he quote unquote died in episode one, season one. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, well, you know, we'll see, you know, where this goes. Um, but again, we have still Zooms out there. We don't know what's going on with him. Now it looks like we're gonna have Zoom and Wells. You know, both. You know, and like you said, you get your um, villain of the week, villain of the month, villain of the season. So, you know, we'll see who ends up being top dog. Like, it sounds like they might get Wells out of the way before Zoom, or Wells may hit them te- help them take down Zoom. Like, there's a lot of questions. Like, you're not sure. Totally. Now, I, I just, I wonder, um, crap, what was I going to say? I just totally blanked. Anyway, go ahead. It'll come back. Okay. Like, we can put that, we can put that, like, in notes and stuff later. But, yeah, I think. Again, the pacing here is good. Oh, that's what it is. I'll go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. Now, we've got November sweeps coming up. I don't mm. know, as a network, 
I think it's all. I don't think there's not. I don't think just because CW is a small, you know, ratings wise is the smallest of the broadcast mm-hmm. uh, networks that they take any kind. Of, hey, it's November. It's sweep times. It's May. It's sweep times. It's February. It's sweep times. Um, are we? Because I'm waiting for the. We have three really blockbuster, maybe not blockbuster, but really high quality action packed story storyline progressing episodes. Mm-hmm. So you're expecting, like, they're going to have a low. Well, that low can't come but in the November sweeps. Mm-hmm. So typically the show starts in September, October. You might have a little low. You might have your gimmick Halloween episode. And they've been going know, hot. Yeah. Thrown in there. But they are, are we going to come, or is this going to end up being, like, the first six, eight episodes are just, just fire? Just and we're just going to have to deal with, like, a, December, January kind of low, maybe? It might be. And again, you know, we're going to have that Flash Arrow crossover. Like, that's coming. And so, the as hot as the story's going right now, maybe that's something that they hold until December, January. Like, that episode or two where, you know, they go to each other's cities and help each other out. Because, yeah, right now they're going hot. And again, you know, you get to December. That's usually when you have, like, what, three, four weeks, no new episodes. And that's when that happens. But then, you know, um, I'm assuming we'll get maybe a direct interaction with Zoom come late November, early December. And then, you know, because they got to have a huge they usually have a big mm midseason cliffhanger and then go away for four to six weeks and come back sometime at the end of January or something Mm -hmm. like that. So, yeah, we'll see. Again, I think I feel like we might get Wells out of the way before Zoom. So maybe that's what we get here before uh, the holiday break. And then, you know, we still got to take care of Zoom there at the end. But yeah, again, that, these things are running hot. Another really good episode. Um, some more character development. These stories are going along. And we have, you know, we have Iris and her mom that we're about to start dealing with. Like, it's going to be them trying to repair a relationship. And you have to wonder if she has ulterior motives. We have Barry and Patty. Um, we have... Caitlin and Jay and then we have them trying to resolve which is going to come sooner than later the whole firestorm fiasco so you know we'll see heading along pretty well um what did you think about the episode overall overall it was another another very good episode things moved along at places a little too quick Mm -hmm. um so it's definitely you're not things are not slow this was a solid seven and a half eight kind of show uh i think just the the fact that they did pack a lot of stuff into into the one episode holds it back a little but but it was a good show i mean not to be too overly critical and overly analytical but the way that the way the time exists is just it's not stable just yet um again we built a cannon in a day yeah and it works (laughs) <laughs> you know, and then, but as we build the canon in a day, we also have like the the major action in the episode and taking don't place about that over quark material. Yeah, CFL quark material. CFL quark. It um like the major action in the episode happened in over like ten minutes. You know, from the time that they get into the uh, like into the skyscraper building until the end of that, and then the other side, we're worried about getting this bomb out. But over the course of the whole episode, we built a cannon. So it's, you know, the way people are able to move through space 
is kind of strange because things happen fast and they happen slow. Um, so we don't really get like a, a firm handle on that. But all in all, it's not enough to break the episode at all because they make it clear that people we're dealing with are really smart. So with even without a specific, you know, uh, right. amount I of mean, time that we're giving, genius. Like, still, yeah, where genius has been thrown around and there's yeah. full multiple geniuses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Barry's just a really, really smart guy, mm-hmm. and he's you know Barry's the dumb guy of the group. Right? Exactly. Like, well, he's the muscle. Yeah. He has to have. He is the muscle. Yeah. <laughs> Travis, we have uh, two new iTunes reviews. Would you like to hear them, sir? Let's hear them. Okay. Um, the first one is titled "The New Hotness." It says the show touches on everything I care about. Worth the sub. Wow. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Perfect love that um okay the third one we have is a bit more detailed it's titled some good stuff here this is a great podcast i love the way the hosts compliment each other travis's excited nerd to cameron's relatively laid-back cool kid just works so well haha you're a nerd (laughs) i also very much appreciate the pacing of the production i think it's great that it's a podcast about a show among other things that doesn't spend time dumbing it down for people who only dabble in it uh, it assumes that you watch the show and are a comic book fan. The nostalgia offered through the commentary is also great. So, yeah. Hey, that's really, really freaking awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, man. somebody's going to see that and go, oh, okay. That's yeah. Awesome. Like that, that's I mean, if I read that, that I be a part I'd go, oh, okay. I mean, that, that was the – when I wanted to listen to – a 12 monkeys podcast mm-hmm. and i said there's gotta be this is so there was one from golden spiral media and one from another another group and i was like mm, I, how do i choose those damn reviews man mm-hmm. came through came i mean it made it clear like oh yeah the spiral media one the, the, uh, 12 monkeys on cage is definitely what i want to go to and i so- never and i haven't uh looked back or regretted it so so those reviews, yeah, man, people might think, and I also, I don't, eh, review. There's like apps, please rate our thing, eh, whatever. Like, eh, you know, yeah. that's a big old company or whoever's making mm-hmm. that app in particular. But that kind of stuff, people can, uh, do need that, those kinds of reviews and that kind of feedback. So yeah, guys, if you're subscribing on iTunes, we do appreciate reviews, um, and honest feedback, things you think we can do to improve on the show, definitely take it under advisement. Um, I can be reached on Twitter at Seahawk, that's C-E-E-H-A-W-K. Travis can be reached on Twitter at Travlord, that's T-R-A-V-L-O-R-D. You can also uh, tweet directly to the podcast, that's uh, at South Congress, uh, S-O-U-T-H-K-O-N-G-R-E-S-S. And if you have any uh, questions or comments, we can be emailed at southcongresspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Travis, anything you want to tell the people before we go? Um, no, I think we covered everything. Good show. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, can't wait for next Tuesday. There we go. For Travis Bryant, I am Cameron Hawkins, and we're out. <laughs>